Hello, my amazing future teachers. My name is Jillian Freeman, and today we will be discussing Technique 61, Emotional Consistency, from the book Teach Like a Champion 2.0 by Doug Lamov. Emotional consistency is how you manage your emotions to consistently promote student learning and achievement. School is often a place where the majority of students experiment with their decisions about who they are and what their relationship will be to the people and institutions around them. Our goal as teachers is to do as much as we can to help those experiments turn out successfully, but also to remember the nature of experiments. What this means is that students need to be able to figure out how to interact and even to make mistakes without being judged too heavily and without seeing you as a teacher explode. There may be consequences for some of the trial and error. This is one way, in fact, that consequences are useful as they allow us to act early and at limited cost of an experiment gone wrong. But if our job as teachers is to provide feedback to help our students learn, maintaining emotional consistency is a key part of our job. Some teachers tend to think that strong emotions help them deliver such messages more powerfully. For example, raise your voice and people will hear you better. But it's worth thinking about the downside of expressing feelings in the classroom. Generally speaking, strong negative emotions by teachers only intensify emotions among students. A student behaves poorly and takes a bit of an attitude. The teacher bristles back and the teacher reacts to the rising emotion by talking back more strongly, and a small mistake becomes larger. Or another example, a student makes a mistake and a teacher snaps angrily at it while giving a consequence. Part of him thinks, why is she yelling at me? Does she yell at me more than she yells at others? He has these thoughts instead of reflecting on the connection between his actions and the consequence. The teacher's emotions insert another variable into the equation and distract him from his own behavior. So now I'm going to provide a few tips on how to maintain your emotional consistency when you're teaching in the classroom. The first tip is to walk slowly as you approach a situation where you have to intervene in behavior. This can give you a few precious seconds to compose yourself and choose your words carefully. It also signals to students that you are calm and composed. The next tip is to criticize behaviors rather than people. Saying that behavior is rude is a statement about a temporary situation. It's also a statement that with a bit of tweaking would allow you to show that you don't think that it's typical of a given student. By saying, it is unlike you to behave rudely, please fix it immediately. It's better than saying a permanent statement about a student, such as, you are rude. The third tip is to take your relationship out of the situation. Telling a student you feel disappointed or betrayed by his or her actions or personalizing your response. For example, I thought I could trust you makes the interaction about you rather than a student learning productive and socially responsible behavior. Framing things impersonally diffuses emotion. 
focuses the conversation on expectations and allows you to avoid showing students that they can make you upset by taking certain actions. The last tip is to avoid globalizing. This is when you say, you always are asking, why are you always doing X, Y, or Z? It makes the conversation about events that are no longer with any student's control and that he or she may not even remember. This makes the issue seem bigger and less focused on a specific action and can make your correction feel like a gotcha. It is important to think about emotional consistency and in response to academic, not just behavioral interactions. It is critical to not make excuses for students who get answers wrong by saying, it's okay, that was a really hard one. In fact, if wrong answers are truly a normal and healthy part of the learning process, they don't need much narration at all. It is better, in fact, to avoid spending a lot of time talking about wrongness and down to the work of fixing errors as quickly as possible. It is also important to not make too much of a big deal of either right or wrong answers. Champion teachers show their students as they expect both. Of course, there will be times when you want to sprinkle in a stronger phrase. Just do so carefully as the phrase isn't diluted by overuse. The last thing I'm going to share with all of you is that children spend more awake hours in school than they do at home. It is almost as us teachers are creating their worlds. This is why it is important as teachers to maintain our emotional consistency as students are always around us and picking up on how we act. I hope